Lost Tales of the Famed Explorer, Fragment 3, by Solus Aduro. For three days, they traveled by water, and at night, River Gills would show them where it was safe to stop and rest. On the first day, River Gills made them stop under a rocky outcropping on the riverbank for several hours without ever saying why. Mattias passed the time teaching Riffin about many of the strange plants and animals that occupied the swamp. He was far more interested in those he could not name, but he would not let himself be distracted by thoughts of trapping them for study. There were many colored birds, giant beetles with shells the size of boulders, and scaled hounds that roamed in packs and fed on the carcasses of gray behemoths. Mattias could think of no names for any of them. By the time they resumed the journey, night was falling. Rivergills assured them this was the time to travel despite the protests from the rest of the group. Mattias made the call to trust their Argonian guide, and so down the river they continued. Even Solara joined them in gazing into the swamp, as it was now alit with strange luminescent jellies that passed mournfully through the trees. On the second day, Riffin spotted something and called out, Look! <laughs> Solara gasped. Mattias turned to look and was stricken as speechless as the others. Rising from the mire were great wings of metal, like the wings of a moth. Even through the moss and muck, Mattias could make out the twin domes of layered glass eyes. He wondered how magnificent such a thing must have looked whole, whatever it was. Rivergills did not turn his gaze from the winding river before them. The fins on his head vibrated so quickly they made a low hum. We have to stop. I must see this. Solara's voice carried a tremor. She held a hand out to Rivergills. We cannot stop, Rivergills said patiently. A leviathan has been trailing us for some time now. Solara paused only for a moment and then jumped from the raft, causing the rest of them to struggle to keep their footing. Solara! Mattias yelled out as he tried to shift his weight and balance the raft. Rivergills, slow us down. We cannot stop, said Rivergills. Solara moved as quickly as she could through the muck, ignoring the protests of the crew. She unfastened her cloak and let it fly free so she could move more easily. She flailed and splashed as she made her way for the strange moth. Lady Solara, come back! Riffin yelled. She trudged slowly now, struggling in the mire. She stopped and began to whisper words of power Mattias assumed would aid her movement. He saw that she had the broken compass in her hand. Suddenly, it was as if the swamp itself dragged her down and swallowed her up. She disappeared without making a sound and never resurfaced. Mattias could just barely make out the shape of something huge moving through the water. He noticed that even insects had gone quiet. Solara's cloak drifted listlessly, the clasp of her order the only thing remaining of her story. We cannot stop, said Rivergills. No one argued. In fact, they did not speak again that day. At night, they slept in a tree the size of a village. The next morning, Mattias woke to find Riffin was gone. He had left a note saying he had seen the torchlight of a nearby settlement from and was going to see if they could help him back to civilization. He apologized for abandoning them. 
Mattias knew the young man was already dead. Rivergills made no comment when Mattias said they were now simply two. That day they finally returned to hiking, and though it was difficult terrain, Mattias found he preferred it. Still, his thoughts were troubled by memories of his previous expedition as they traveled. Rivergills would not take him much further, and Mattias had no idea what to expect from the next guide. He remembered what it was like to be afraid and alone in Black Marsh. On the third night, Rivergills expanded his fins and began to hiss, and then bade Mattias to take shelter in a cave. Rivergills remained outside, and for the remainder of the night, Mattias could not sleep. All through the night, he swore he could hear chanting and the hissing of snakes. The Argonian reappeared in the morning as if nothing had happened. Nabuto will see you now, Rivergills said, and when he left, he never returned.